True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. Now, you're out there, you have acres and acres, hundreds of acres. All you have to do is water <laughs> okay. and mow, and they'll do the rest. Nope. Weed control, which you hate, fertilization, mm -hmm. aer aeration. Can't stand it. Among others. They'll do all that. So you can do literally anything else. Dana's out there like Yellowstone. You have better things to do in your free time. I know you do. You don't want to focus on lawn care. True green is too good to be true, mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. But it is true. Right, David? Because yeah. you're going to have more time to do yeah, things that you want to focus on. All the hard work and it gets yeah. you to a great lawn. That's what you want. You take care of everything else you got to do in your life. You're very busy. Let True Green take care of this one thing. Get it off your plate. You know what? I do have some space. I want to put some grass down. Some I, I might. This, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll call you later, talk, True Green. Talk to True Green. <laughs> Where can listeners mm -hmm. purchase or learn more? You go to TrueGreen.com. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed. You can trust True Green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. Whoa. They offer a satisfaction guaranteed, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. That is such a cool thing. Good job, True Green. You're nailing it. Here we go, David. I'd like to sing a little song about our next guest and see if you can guess who it is. Okay. Will Forte. Right, I have one guess so far. I'm not going to say it. Will Forte. Hey, hey. Same guess. Uh, Will Forte? Yes. Anybody? Will Forte. I put my shades on so I could hear better. Uh, it's, a, it's a good song. It's a toe tapper. Will Forte, who was in Last Man Standing. Last Man. Well, he was one of on our classic. Saturday Night Live yes. cast members. Mm -hmm. He does the most eccentric sketches, one involving Jason Sudeikis and potato chips is mm -hmm. kind of famous. Yeah. So it was so fun to talk to him. His comedy is so eccentric and brilliant, and yet he's such a humble, sweet guy to talk to. Yeah, he was very sweet, and we went through a lot of the sketches, and, you know, Dana, you're very complimentary because he's got, he's got so many zigzag type of bits where you don't see where they're going. And oh, yeah. The Spelling Bee there. does one of, of Spelling Bee, if you've ever seen it. We talk about that one. It's so, so funny. He is Mr. Commitment. Yeah, commits, perfect for SNL, just on that. Go ahead. Mr. Commitment. Yeah, can I play and you just sing? <laughs> Mr. Commitment. Okay, there we go. I was doing it. It was very low. <laughs> People, I look, go, I get letters. I know you're on Insta, you know, Instagram and stuff. I get, still get letters. I get letters. I'm old school. And uh, they always say, can we like to hear David sing? <laughs> no said, one. My mom him. told me I had karaoke at my birthday once, and this is a quick story. Ashton Kutcher was there, and uh, <laughs> Ashton Kutcher's at your birthday was, when you're like ten, when I was forty, so a year ago. <laughs> and you're still so okay. I'm at I. Uh, he was. He was. Anyway, he's a very <laughs> cool dude. So he comes oh, yeah. to party, and I go to sing, uh, "Wanted Dead or Alive." The, the bottom line is the story is my mom was at the party and she told me I can't sing, but. The middle part of the story is- Wait, well, wait a minute. The I, song, how does that go? Oh, I'll, I'll do it. Okay. So 
Ashton, we go, let's do this one. So I go, it's all the same. Only the name of Jane. You know that song? Oh, yeah. That's yeah, fucking yeah. good, but that's good. That you committed. Every chair psh, 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 turns around. So uh, <laughs> I start it's singing. It's like an episode of The Voice. And then, <laughs> and then Ashton jumps out and want it. And I go, want it. That's yep, that background part that is very important. pretty good. And then he sang the rest of it. And I go, You're, you don't get all the good parts. He got both parts. I think he did want it and then he did want it. And I go, no, 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 that's me. That's all I have left. Because now he's doing both the chorus and the other parts, whatever they're called. Ba, 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 whole song. And at the I've end, I've heard this. At about... the end, I gave him a weak high five. My my mom was like, "He fucked you, dude." I don't know if that's he true, but in karaoke, being being kind of selfish like that, it's called doing a kuchner. I don't know if it travels, <laughs> that's but what it's called. yeah, doing a doing a kuchner, kuchner, kuchner. No, he's good. The thing kutcher. about great about Ashton, we're talking about Will Forte. Oh, oh, <laughs> I know. We sort we sort of drifted off. But well, when I when I think of Will Forte. I think of Ashton Kutcher. No, Ashton, no. my mom said, in fairness, we all were staring at Ashton, so no one cares if you sang. And I go, I get it. Will Forte, folks. Ashton Kutcher. Oh, no, it's Will Forte, right? <laughs> Just end there. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got an Ashton plug. So now Ashton comes on. Ashton should come on. The fuck? Uh, Is he hosted? No, he has hosted because he oh, said yeah. to the cast, he goes, guys, um... I know I'm really good looking, but I have hardly any talent. So I'm just going to make as much money as I can. And he's a super. Did he say that? Yeah. And he's a That's super funny. investor. I mean, he's like. He gave everyone when he left a hundred shares of Apple as a parting gift. You know what Will did once, Dana? You won't believe this because I would never. Fucking didn't you shave your side of your head? I did. It was for work. It was for work. I know, but it's cool. I don't think I could have done it because I've never been in a job where they didn't want me to look the exact same and be the exact same as the movie before. <laughs> I did Racing with the Moon with Sean Penn and, oh. in 1982 or something. And we're I'm in the trailer and I'm going to play this kind of wounded, insane soldier. And they're just giving me this crazy military buzz cut right whoa shit. so then sean penn comes in he's also in the military but he's got this little pompadour and everything I go, what why does sean get this cool that's the greatest character i've ever seen and i'm just you know but he was and i had to call him the name of his character i thought that was hip anyway quick story this podcast is primarily about me and so just want to oh. give you a heads up on that <laughs> So, Will, well, how are you? For Dana? <laughs> how are you? I mean, what do you, what's, you have a baby and you, you're, how are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing great. I, I, uh, have a baby, just got, just got married. We got engaged. You married uh, your baby? I married my baby. I, I, I think I'm hearing it wrong. Go she's ahead. my baby. Yeah. She's been, uh, no, no, she's, so it's got married, got engaged the Christmas, the Christmas day right before the pandemic set in and then then during the pandemic we're kind of waiting to figure out when to get married the baby popped up the baby which is part of the plan eventually uh, popped up a little <laughs> earlier than we thought and then uh, so we just got married when we were out shooting mcgruber we kind of realized that all our family MacGruber. was going to come in town to visit so we said let's surprise them and get married 
Let me ask you a question because David's been married a few times. I've only been married once, but um, it's kind of, it is sort of that unless someone's completely cynical, there is something like referring to, I, I know John Mulaney did a bit about, but my wife and my husband and the, the clarity and the finality of a wedding ring. And here we are. I mean, how do you feel after I'll tell you, you, it, you know, I mean, how do you feel it, about that? It's crazy. Cause you, you feel very married. Uh, uh, and, uh, especially when you have a baby, it's like, Oh, we're, this is, yeah, this is, we are locked in, yeah. but there's still something really fun about the, the wearing the ring. I said that, that, uh, it's still kind of fun to say wife now. Uh, yeah. it just, it's, it's for some reason, the, the weirdest, uh, part of it was when I would say fiance, it was just weird to say fiance. It's like a weird, it was, area. it was open-ended. Yeah. I was for years when I would make love with my, uh, partner, my wife, whoa, I would, whoa. you know, that would be my sex word wife I'm, I'm having you wife no i made this <laughs> up Sorry. it's your safe write it into a sex. sketch <laughs> well, um, please and make it brilliant no i'm telling you i'm the one that has been married the most and i uh i think there is something cool about that i i, I get it i get it you just know it you know what it is you it's, know where you're at you know what yeah. you get this you want it. you it's like one of lornisms and sometimes i don't know if he makes Brr. them up or he invents them a uh, marriage is a prison that everyone's trying to escape into <laughs> but then you you never heard that one i I've like never that. Heard that uh brilliant right but then you're so happy that you you have this parameter in this area that you work from and then you kind of all this lovey-dovey stuff keeps coming up flowing forward and you know my family i got to get my family i'm taking my daughter here and my wife's meeting me there anyway i'm trying to get spade married so i'm trying no to i will say i heard the opposite hey, this is what i heard from my dad and it should be on a t-shirt this is my dad because they had a crummy marriage and an ugly divorce. But he said two things. Marriage is the only game that two can play and both can lose. And then he said, <laughs> which is very nice to tell your kid when your mom's right there. And then he said, the fucking you're getting is not worth the fucking you're getting. And I'm like, can I just go to preschool? <laughs> you had you had a good mentor. I mean, I, I, I like I know it sounds funny, but I like that stuff. I mean. Yeah, that's very honest. I think that- um, But I still wouldn't you know, mind getting married. Well, is your wife, would you say your wife is sweet and kind and essentially has just good values and, and a sense of humor? That'd be the four. Yeah, she's, those are good ones. Yeah, she's all those things. She's She uh, she has a tremendous amount of patience, which is uh, something that I uh, basically need in a, in a partner because I'm- um, I can yeah, try we're anybody's out of our minds, nerves. Comedians. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, but she's she's uh, wonderful and and she's a great mom, which is uh, and she's a uh, she's just it, I I really got lucky because she she was just I was super on board with everything, very in love with her, and then found out she was a great a great cook. Whoa. Here she is, she's just coming in. She's just somehow on oh. cue. Can we mic her up? Hello. Hi. There she is. She's going. She's there. She is. That's Olivia. Hi, Hi Olivia. <laughs> I'm either Hi. Dana or Congratulations. David. Dana and David. Your, on your family, we've heard all about you for the last ninety oh, minutes. Oh, they can't Sorry, sorry. Now I can. Okay, now I'm just that. gorgeous. Oh, now I can't. It's still just <laughs> trapped in the phone. Oh, she can't, she can't hear. Oh, anyway, on the... Enjoy your. Podcast. She couldn't hear we anything. Saw, we, we, saw, we, we saw. We saw. Nice her. to meet you. <laughs> and, and yeah she 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 just 
she exudes yeah. niceness and sweetness and then she's very nice <laughs> um her mom is in town right now we're doing the and and i and man i've scored in that department too she's got a family i like hanging out that with and, and mm-hmm. uh, uh just every everything is great everything is is fantastic okay so that's that's yeah. kind of cool i just wanted to ask about that because that's a big really experience dana's really got wife, a nose kid. for news you know it's Wait, like okay where are you? Where are you guys from? Because Dana, I know you're in Northern California right now, right? Because that's where well, I'm from. Well, I actually have a townhome in West Hollywood, where I am right now. So, but I have oh, okay. my house in in Mill Valley, but I spend yeah. a lot of time down here. And I remember you're, you're not, a Bay you're Area not from kid. Mill Valley, are you? Are you no, from? No, my up there? wife grew. My wife grew up there. Okay, okay, I grew up in San Carlos, down on the peninsula. We're a track oh, home okay. is four million now. <laughs> but where, where yeah. did you, you grow up in Lafayette? Yeah, Lafayette and Moraga uh, until I went down to UCLA in 88. Wow. So I love it up there. That's that's always where I wanted to end up. So and, just and quickly, because I did this for like a half hour with Tom Hanks and I got in <laughs> trouble. But uh, did you have a favorite uh, gift as a kid? Like it could be a bike or an instrument when you were like, you know, between five and ten. <laughs> I'm always just curious about you as a kid. I would say the thing that first jumped out to me was uh, Stretch Armstrong. Fuck that yeah! Oh, okay, I love that thing. That was unreal. But it was, it was that was you like know, Gumby, we, but as a soldier, and it was right? a workout, yeah. and bigger it, than it, Gumby. It, it was yeah, and you'd pull the thing until the yeah. arms would come out, and there was like a. It, it was from what I remember, <laughs> kind of like a sappy blood. It yeah. was it was red red colored. Whatever Should was inside it, making it you know gooey. Yeah. It was, and oh. I think it's always fun that the character's name is what exactly. they do. You know, his yeah. name is Stretch. There wasn't much stretches. going on. If you look at toys <laughs> today, like the Stretch Armstrong, I had one. You just pull it and it gets a little longer and then it goes back and you're like, yay, I don't know. But it was fucking great. I loved it. I don't know. Yeah, one of my it. first stand-up bits when I couldn't <laughs> write anything, so I just go to toy stores and get props because yeah. I couldn't think of a joke, yeah, but yeah. I wanted to be a comedian. I had a Gumby on stage. I'd hold it up, I'd take it out of a bag, put it up against the mic. I'd pull its legs apart and just and just make the sound like, ah, ah, like I was torturing. And hey. You got to laugh. <laughs> I, did, I did stuff like you did, but in my early days, everything was avant-garde. By the way, let me and tell then, you, when I was looking at this but thing. But we'll get around to Will's genius. No, Will's later. genius. I'm going to ask him because Dane and I were doing some digging on you. We had a big argument whether you're a genius. A huge. It was like a forty minute. No, we uh, yeah. we were looking, and the funniest <laughs> thing I saw on one of these pages was, uh, you know, it says like trivia about you, and it says Forte's humor has been described as bizarre, <laughs> quirky. I love. I was it. looking it's on like, a deep dive a last night, and my wife was over my shoulder, and she just looked very quickly, and she goes, "Now, now that's funny." I go, thanks, honey. <laughs> yeah, I watched, uh, we watched different things last night, but go ahead, Will. Sorry. We were giving you compliments. We were inching into it. No, I, I, this is, it is crazy to hear you guys saying stuff like this. Cause I'll be honest. I, I was a little nervous coming on here. I, I, I'm such big fans of your guys that, that I get, that I was like, oh, I hope I don't clam up around them. And D- David, I've, I've seen you so many times. Dana, I only met you once at the SNL 40th, but that was mm-hmm. fun. Uh, you know, I just I have Briefly. such tremendous respect 
for you guys and and love you guys. You you're heroes. Of I, me, so I would be as a as a as an attorney, I would make the case in a courtroom for that you have a lane that's so specific yeah. and I don't think anyone occupied it in quite the same way. I, the potato chip, I'm just going with you and Sedeckis, the potato chip <laughs> NASA thing. John Ham sex offender, uh the spelling bee thing and then the dance where Peyton Manning ended yeah, up that. dancing and McGroover sensitive sensitive train. If if anyone's listening wants to see what I mean, those are pretty good representation. That's a real nice assortment pack. I had to dig on the Peyton Manning one to go to Vimeo because you. YouTube wouldn't show it, so I had to get into a Vimeo situation. Oh yeah, I think it's because of the song. If there's you know the song that mm. it, it kicks mm -hmm. it out. Oh, of, they kicked it uh, out of certain sites because it doesn't want to you know, pay for the song to be heard over and over again. Just because we may not get to this later, I just wanted to ask very quickly about McGruber and Richard Dean Anderson, because I've been watching with one of my sons, who's a sci-fi fanatic, we're watching Stargate and there's 220 episodes. So I become a super fan of Richard Dean Anderson. Yeah. And then I know he did that commercial with you and he was on SNL. Just seems like an incredibly nice guy. Anyway, I just wanted to bring him up so I could tell my son I did. <laughs> the nicest guy, because we we uh, we had been doing McGruber's for a while, and then we got a chance to do a Super Bowl commercial, which uh, uh, like L Pepsi had approached Lauren and said, "Hey, do you want to take an SNL sketch and turn it into a commercial?" And mm -hmm. somehow he picked McGruber, and then when he told Pepsi that that McGruber was what he wanted to go with. They quickly bowed out and said, well, you know what? Maybe we don't want to do a Super Bowl commercial. <laughs> so Lauren said, you know what? Let's keep making this thing and just make it good enough that they'll want to they'll want to do it. So we said, all right, and, and rallied the troops and we did it and brought Richard Dean Anderson in. And we decided because there was no guarantee that this was going to go anywhere, we would make uh, a sketch for the show at the same time. So he mm -hmm. we got to hang around with him. Uh, for a whole day once, and he was so cool. And he talked about uh, this is way before the the movie came about. So he mm -hmm. talked about all about how he had been watching uh, the McGrubers with his ten year old uh, daughter, oh. and that and it was very <laughs> sweet. And then and then after the movie came out, it took a pretty hard turn into very dirty territory. <laughs> and uh, I don't, I don't think they watched that one together. I don't think they saw but that one. you know, I have two, yeah. I have two questions, oh, Dana. <laughs> one is yes. just a statement that my first year of SNL, I think I was on about a year and a half, and I was making fifteen hundred a show or a week, and then I got out of the blue, got offered a Diet Pepsi Super Bowl commercial, and I was so excited. And then my manager Gervitz, Dana, and I have the same guy. He goes, "Still got to run it by Lauren," and I go, "What does Lauren give a fuck?" So I go, "Okay, tell him," and he goes. Yeah, sorry. He said no. I go, no, what? I didn't know that was possible. Like he said no to my, mm, it's not, no, not time, not now. And I go, I think it was 250 grand. I was like, Baba, I have to. anyway, so <laughs> that, that was a bummer. And then the other thing is I, my assistant sounds so richy rich, but this girl that works with me was, <laughs> I've known her forever. And she was like a fake assistant because she was just like, we were friends, but she would help me with stuff. So she started dating Richard and, um, and so I would see him here oh. and there, and then she got pregnant, and then that daughter is Wiley, I think, and then that I know her, so I know his daughter, and I that, know, okay, I know him because I see him through her, 
So they didn't get married, but they had this great daughter. And uh, I had seen him a few times and he was a fucking cool dude. And I knew you guys were doing that thing. And I'm like, this is like flattering. It's cool to be part of that whole thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was, you know, we, we, MacGruber would not exist without MacGyver. And he was and we, cool. You know, Everyone we, thought he was cool. This girl, oh, was yeah. like, all the girls were crazy about it. He's yeah. he, in Stargate. What he's doing as kind of a light leading man and the quips and the way he plays it is like perfection. Anyway, to oh, the he's commercial. so good. Yeah. He, and it's really like not Harrison easy to do. 40. And I think he ad libbed a lot of his lines, but just really good. When, in 1988, I think, or 89, anyway, Hans and Franz was offered Just Do It, the campaign from Nike. Yeah. And it was Just Do It. We were going to start the campaign. And then Lauren had to call me, and I was going to do what, you know, because we, we all thought we were Bob Dylan with the Beatles or something, so you don't sell out later on. Later on, there were... Co- you know, conehead oven mitts in the <laughs> SNL store. But yeah, Lauren right. at the time, it's it's not what we do here. It's not that thing. And it's like, you know, so. <laughs> of course. But everyone learned that all the hippies grew up. It's like the movie, The Big Chill with, you know, uh, like, oh, we got to get money. You know, it's not it's not corny to make money. Yeah. Um, I, so did, anyway. I, I have a wait, question. Wait, can I go back? Yeah. To, oh, yeah, oh, I want to uh, hear what you have to say. Yes. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, uh, when you bring up Hans and Franz, uh, I will every once in a while go hiking. It's been a while, but hiking with Kevin Nealon. Right. And yeah. Do you keep in touch with him? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyone that's part of your team when you're there, they're yeah. like your soldier buddies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. the sweetest person... I just, oh, yeah. it, it, you know, I, I, he married, uh, I, I went through the groundling system with his wife, Susan. So, so, uh, you know, I, I kind of got to know oh, him yeah. later on once they were together, but man, what a, what a gentle, so nice and such throwaway so dry funny. jokes. He's so clever. He just yeah. says so stuff. funny when yeah. we would do Hans and Franz, uh, and it was, it was really Kevin's driving element of it that, once we were on the phone laughing about it, we were trying to create characters. And when Kevin <laughs> said, yeah, and if you don't think we could do this, we could very easily come to your house. Once we knew we were never going to lift weights, <laughs> we were only going to scream at this imaginary. We're so paranoid. <laughs> and if you doubt us, we will do this. But right as we were, the music, we're getting the, we got stuff on, we're on 8H, we're about to start the sketch, and Kevin's just being Kevin Nealon. And then he would look at me and I swear his whole face, his IQ would go down like a hundred points, <laughs> like in a second. Always made me laugh right before we started. He would just like cross his eyes or something, but he instantly became incredibly stupid. Hear me now, believe me later. I like that one. Listen yeah, to me let now, me believe me later. Yeah, let me tell you something. We could stretch your buttocks out. You know, you're like, we could, we could <laughs> light your butt. You're lucky there's not a campfire here because your buttocks are like soft like marshmallows, you know. <laughs> that one I did like. I didn't feel. I like that one. Plans. I like the humor, but. Can we just for a second? One should we, second. I don't want to lose the the. Uh, Did you have a McBlooper the, reel? These sketches that I looked at. I mean, <laughs> can we? Let's take one of them, or you can pick one you want to talk about. Yeah, or just when you uh, want to talk. No, you There's, pick it. You pick it. Okay. You pick it. Well, God, well, just I wanna, quickly. I want to go back and turn it around and ask you guys yeah. a couple questions. That's a that's allowed. This is a conversation, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, John. Well, the se- I, I just mentioned a few. The, the sex offender thing is crazy brilliant. The the spelling bee thing, how long it went on and the multiple layers of laughs as the audience, you know, and then Jack Black singing at the end. The dancing, one thing that stood out, not only was your dancing and the coach so fucking funny, but then when Peyton Manning got up, and I guess he's 6'4", 240, and how... how Light on his feet, yeah, he was the way he danced. Oh, it was yeah. like that, that double double, right? Out. So, any talk about any of those. 
I okay, can't pick a I'll, favorite. I'll go and order the the uh, uh, spelling bee was one I used to do at the Groundlings for years and years, mm-hmm. and I I uh, you know probably definitely one of my two or three favorites of things I used to do at the Groundlings. So I kept trying to put it up at the show, and and it I didn't get up on the first time. Put, oh no no no! Wow. You put, you you. It, it, for people who who don't know what the process is like, you put something up once, you get you if it goes well at the table. Sometimes it just doesn't get picked, but but you can put it up maybe a second time. But a if it doesn't get picked it. after the second time, then then you just don't put it up. It's again. a little stinky. Go ahead. How oh, many yeah, times? Yeah. I put it up five times. Oh, gross! Oh, okay, five Embarrassing. times. And then, and then uh, Jack Black was the final. Uh, person and, and he said, "Oh, we got to do this." So I, you know, we wrote him the song at the beginning, but it was it was so fun to get to do that there because yeah, it just it it it, make, it kind of reminds you of the long the long journey from Groundlings to the I don't know. It was very I think fun Cowbell to do that there. Will's Cow uh, the other Will Cowbell didn't that it it they it, either it got canned after the dress show or whatever but it took a while and then when walking came oh, in, yeah it just yeah. went boom yeah i remember hearing that having the host so on your team helps oh. i'm sorry and we well, yes. can't imagine oh, another sure. human being saying more cowbell better than walking <laughs> i felt funny it was when you said can you spell it was hilarious and then when you uh and then when you were doing the letters i pictured wally or someone just holding a million cue cards just going I'm like, I hope it's not one letter per card. <laughs> or did you have it memorized from the groundlings? <laughs> no, no, no. You know, the scary thing about that is, is I remembered going out on stage. It was really in a area. It was the last thing before the musical performance. It was the Christmas show. And I remembered Love looking it. down. It was like, it was like, 1252 or something. We were going out there. <laughs> oh, I knew yeah. that Neil Young still had to perform a whole song and then they had to had to see everything you know they had to see the whole uh uh ice skating stuff everyone was they wanted to shoot us down this is great inside baseball so i was like oh my god i probably would have gone on for another you know you had to rush a bit that's based on being that was a short version anyway i was yeah i just was in the back of my mind i was like are they going to give me this thing? And, and then, you know, sometimes every once in a while, they'll cut off a, a sketch, like in the middle of it. Oh, no, it totally. doesn't happen but, very often, but, but to your performance, you know, as someone who does this, it just, you, you were so patient. Yeah. You, you, you never pushed, you never blink. You never, I mean, you were so straight with it. On a sketch, you're supposed oh, to be speeding you. up quietly, like on the side, you know, the pressure's like, get the fuck off, get this thing done. And you're like, Nope, this is no, how slow it goes, and it's, and it's easy not funny for if a I don't. performer to sorry, David, to pull the ripcord a little bit and slightly wink or do something a little high pitched or try to get a little laugh in the middle because, but you never, you never, you told the line. It's yeah. like you never, ever, ever winked at all. I think they you know? know with Will, it's like going to be like that. Go ahead. No, just for you know, for sure, it, it, having a chance to do that. So many, I, I must have done that. 40 or 50 times at the ground length. So, so it really gives you, um, the pacing, I don't know, you get a little confidence in, in yeah. what, what it is and, and clarity on, on what, what it is that, 
But, yeah. but and I don't know if that was. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't compare yeah. it at all. But Church Lady's kind of almost like a vaudeville sketch. But whatever. <laughs> but I I'd done it in the clubs as part of my stand up, and then the minute. I, Victoria Jackson said something, and then I said, well, isn't that special? And I got to laugh like I did in the club. It did totally, it helped really relax me. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What did I want to get off my chest recently? Well, it's probably something you got to get off your chest because we all carry around different stressors, big and small. We just keep things bottled up, and then it starts to affect us negatively, David. Negatively. Yeah, it was something about when I was merging and the people weren't waving back to me and bothered me. But, you know, that th- mm-hmm. that's a small stress, but it can be bottled up and yep. get bigger. Therapy mm-hmm. is a safe space to get things off your chest uh, and how to yeah. figure out, you know, you got to work through whatever's weighing you down. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, and I I was in therapy. I'm there here and there now, but for five years and... You know, it does challenge your thoughts because I'm going to this is kind of know if this is profound, but you are your thoughts in some ways. Mm -hmm. So if you're thinking redundant negative things or sad things or whatever, a therapist can kind of get you out of that kind of negative pattern. So Mm -hmm. be the best Mm -hmm. version of yourself, Um, you know, and sometimes it can be small things. It can be major trauma. I think either way, Mm -hmm. it's good to talk to someone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just mm-hmm. fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist if uh, you're not into it. Yeah. Anytime, yeah. no additional charge. Mm-hmm. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash F-O-T-W today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash F-O-T-W. Do you remember what was your first thing you ever did on the show? What what both of you? Uh, what was? Do you remember that very Gain, oh, first? Yeah, thing? I think like, Dana was church. Game, it was the very first thing I came on the show with Phil Hartman and Jan Hooks. Yeah, and we it was our uh, was it cold very open? first show. We were in the cold opening, and I was a game show psychic. So Phil was the game show host. Jan was playing like a frumpy, you know, motherly character, and I was like this uh, kind of a genius. Like I would answer before. Phil could ask the question. So at one point, I, 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 and I was doing a Garth-type character based on my brother. I go, Meteor, you know, and he hadn't even asked the question. Meteor. Oh, no, we have to ask the question. You, you, you know, Meteor. And then this giant meteor came down and killed Jan or something. <laughs> but that was, my, that was my first one. And um, I was uh, levitating. I mean, I wasn't quite in, in my body, you know, I mean, I, I was oh, yeah. like anyone else. I was, I was, I was playing terrified. a pizza parlor. I was barely, it was just a stand up in July. And then suddenly yeah. I'm a Saturday Night Live. So tell us your, your experience with your first thing on SNL. Mine was, uh, I was in a, uh, a sketch. It was Matt Damon was hosting and it was a sketch about Hannibal Lecter in college. <laughs> and I was, I, <laughs> all I had to say funny. is, dude, I told you he was gay. That's the only thing I had to say. And I almost couldn't say the words. I couldn't remember. I saw it coming up and I'm like, is my mouth, are the muscles going to remember what to do? And and somehow it (laughs) came out, it was fucking terrifying. You remember what color you were on your cue cards? I used to ask for green. No, I asked for blue, I I think. I think I was green. I I think it was green. Funny, you go, I want this. And Wally would go, I think Wally was there for you guys, but- he oh, would yeah. go, what do you want? Wally Firston. And I watch Farley yeah. squint his head. I go, you're, you're actually hurting your head. You're squinting so hard. 
because <laughs> he doesn't he wouldn't wear his glasses and i go at some point you're gonna have to wear your glasses. uh but david I, my, what was your what was my your first, first one thank you will dana never asked me questions about me dana um, heard it been uh, there no, go i was <laughs> well i was brought on with uh, rob schneider in the end of the season for four shows so I went a week ahead and watched one. I met, you know, I saw Lovitz and I watched just to see what it was like, even though you have no idea unless you're part of it. I'm just watching going, holy shit, this moves fast. And it's smaller than you think and all this. And so I go back and I think one of those four shows, I didn't write anything that got on, maybe a few update jokes. And then there was something about Casualties of War with Michael J. Fox was coming out. So I got to do on Weekend Update and it went in limbo, which means you're not at the desk, you're somewhere else with a oh, backdrop yeah. so it looks like i'm in a jungle and so dennis is like i'm fucking spudly <laughs> right and now we're going out with mike fox or whatever casualties war and i'm in an army uniform I'm like hey sarge you gotta give me a minute on this here you know <laughs> hey <laughs> we're deep You've in the trenches war. With it's perfect. anyway i do it and then he goes thanks mike fox and then and then they go kenny amon bless his heart i love kenny they forgot oh, the to best. put my card at the beginning it was just a card saying featuring and you wouldn't be in the show. I wouldn't have my name at the beginning unless I was in it. And so when I was in it, I get paid at 1500 bucks and they give me featuring up front and David's featuring David's face, but they forgot. And so people thought it was Dana or Mike Myers. They yeah, didn't know I died out on that for months. And it fucking God, all Michael summer, J. I was Fox like, was awesome. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Oh yeah. Dana I just started smoking. It. it was so good. <laughs> Dane and Mike heard about it, and and Dennis is like, they fucked you, guy. Christ. So wait, that was your first. Your first time was your first time on camera was like toward the end of the whole thing. Yeah, it was like second last show. He came in late in the season. You know, he was staggered in. Did you come in in the beginning? That's like Sadekas. Sadekas was the same thing. Had been a writer for a while, and then was you know one of the last couple shows of his second season. The bigs. Yeah, I was at the beginning. I came in two thousand two with Fred Armisen. Okay. Okay, so yeah, you are the normal beginning. I don't know yes. if you want to talk yeah, yeah. about if you've already talked about this, but I do think it's funny when I, that you you were had you had you were writing for Bonnie and Terry Turner. Basically, you had nice yeah. network TV jobs, Third Rock. Oh, and, that was uh, for Bonnie and Terry Turner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, who wrote and what that movie 70, that I was in, Dana? Brady Bunch? No, that was Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy. Oh, Tommy oh, yeah. Boy. Yeah, they were great. So then uh, when okay. you when you auditioned for SNL, apparently. You weren't as nervous as you normally would have been because you kind of had this other job, and I guess you were swearing or you did. What What was your audition process like? Were you really nervous or were you cavalier because you were on the fence about taking the job, or, or is that all just Wikipedia stuff? The, the there it, there was an element of it that I was not nervous for. I was doing a Groundlings show during the hiatus. Uh, I was working at Seventy Show at the time. Yeah. Uh, and so I did did a series of Groundling shows uh, during that hiatus period, and Lauren came to one of those shows, and that was where I was super loose, and because oh. oh. like I had a job, and I knew that I couldn't do anything. I mean, and I also thought like, oh, they'd never like. Oh, me oh anyway. right, kind of thought, why well, I'm too busy to do SNL. Yeah. <laughs> well, just like I'm contractually obligated to this mm-hmm. other job that I love, and 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 also like you know, they're not going to like me. I've got no chance anyway. I'm a an acquired taste and you're a and, bum uh, rock. So did yeah. you destroy, did you destroy that night? Anyway? I, I, mean, I did. <laughs> I had this sketch that went 
so well it was crazy <laughs> it's what you know at the groundlings uh, uh when you're in the main stage show you'll do a uh you'll have an opening of a show and that was the opening of the show and then you'll do the show for two or three months and this sketch went so well and then bombed every other time that i ever did it it was so just mm-hmm. somehow meant to be it, it i i it, i just it got really expired. lucky <laughs> exactly <laughs> no but then i went to so they asked me to audition and then i was terrified yeah going there i i it was the scariest were you guys nervous to audition mm. well were you an 8h kind of doing that or where yeah. was your oh, yeah, other yeah. audition okay oh i so, was no the first thing was at the groundling so what okay what lauren came to was just a our set groundling show right. nobody knew that yeah. lauren was coming it wasn't it wasn't a an SNL showcase. They just happened to show up on this night. He wore a mustache. Hello, just me. Yeah. No, D- did he bring uh, any kind of <laughs> movie star? Because I he had Cher <laughs> when he saw me. And with Shut Melanie Hutzel, he had Quincy Jones. Yeah, I was a little club on the West Side. And Lauren walked in. And then Cher walked in. And the head of the... NBC network at the time, Brandon Tartikoff. Do you believe it's it's crazy? Two drink minimum. So did you know he was supposed to come? Uh, I was told, and that's why I was able to get it to this little club because I'd done the whole cattle call at the comedy store a couple times, 20 comedians doing five minutes, no MC, just one after the other. And I followed Sam Kennison at midnight. He levitated the room. Literally, there was structural damage to the to the room and then Sam no one ever Kennison. got my name right and now dana garno very i'm not kidding <laughs> often if dana it was always dana and then garvey dana garvey so then i just complete dead silence isn't that special Ba-ba-da, here's jimmy stewart you know <laughs> so then lauren's coming back around so i wanted to go play this comedy club with 100 people in it that was a normal audience and rosie o'donnell was headlining that week i didn't even know her and she agreed because i was bringing lauren and I met her there. I, she seemed like she was like so worldly and confident, you know? So I said, maybe I should go on first. So I went on first, but I had she's 40 good, minutes. Though. She kills. I, she's great. I, and I thank her for this. Uh, 40 minutes instead of five. And that's kind of, and then I auditioned later at a studio. That's a whole nother story. Wait a second. Really you were supposed me. to do five. You did 40? No, this was a regular comedy club. So I just squeezed in and did oh, 40. Oh, you just did a guess. The, oh, yeah. And okay. then Rosie closed and we had an MC. So that- that's oh, wow. why I got the show. If I'd done five minutes, no way. Because everyone Rosie goes, oh, we can tell if they're funny. Even if they're not getting laughs, I know if they're funny. Fuck you. No, you don't. No, you don't. They got to so, hear the so, laughs. So then when you go and do uh, the audition, was it the same process? I assume it was the same thing. Do a couple characters, do a couple impersonations. Um, what, Did you what? ever go into 8-H, Dana? No, I did that in L.A. and I did it, you know, like 10 oh. people were there and and Jim Carrey went up and and Phil went up and uh, Fuck. and at a given point, I ran out of stuff. And Lauren <laughs> good. said, Is, do you have anything else? Is there anything else you have besides what? We've oh, seen? sickening. Oh, no. <laughs> but, but I realized later, at least I thought I've never asked Lauren, were you testing my nerves? Did you want to see if you could handle the pressure? But uh then what I had a little thing say? called Chop and Broccoli. You mind if I play the piano? <laughs> did you play Chop Chop so Broccoli at the end? Saturday Night Live. Uh, I did, of course. Chopping Broccoli. I'd rather just make sounds. That's my thing. I don't want to say words. My Biden is like, You know what Chopping Broccoli is to me? 
it's, sorry, it's one of those ones where I think I'm the only one that likes it. I go, this is so fucking funny. I bet no one gets it. And then everyone else is like, chopping broccoli is the funniest thing he does. I go, oh, it is? God one of the all-time classics. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, thought I was I, thrilled I thought I found to it. hear with my own ears you saying that in a, a story that uh, you're you're telling to me and David. It's so stupid. I've had, I've been on shows and theaters in the round and someone will hit my back and it's a stock of broccoli. <laughs> like people being broccoli and just throw and it And you know your cue. You're like chopping back. <laughs> chop, chop. But I think Lauren liked it because it's the, it's the idea of someone running out of uh, creative, you know, getting all this money and success and then essentially phoning it in you know and you're like so sure. he like what was behind it but anyway let's get back to Wait, you i have another question our super for will. guest will forte, will forte one of the three big wills. no i like asking your joe Dirte. hey yes. will sounds you like were... someone should get his own podcast i know you're a good questioner oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you're like i would never do no offense um but will you wrote for letterman and my only question for that is i actually have a couple but i would say is it true that you don't see Letterman much or see him at all when you write for him? Uh, yes, that's true. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, I came in, I was a lower level writer, never made it past the lower level. I was only there for about nine months. Um, Letterman was you know, one of my uh, comedy sensibility all, all shapers us, yeah. growing oh, up. Oh, yeah, and, for and sure. We all revealed to go there. David. But I just wasn't as good at writing for him as I thought I would be. I thought it'd be this natural match. And I still like, he's still one of my all time heroes, but, but uh, yeah, I barely, you would see him if you had written something that was, there was going to be a pre-tape on and you oh. had to go out on the shoot or, or if you're like a department head or, you know, you had to run stuff by him, you'd go down. Or there. if you but walked like the, the long way down the hallway, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> you run into, Oh, oh hey, I oh. never talked to him as oh. a guest. Did you talk to him as a guest? Either I did. I, never I, I, I went backstage? on there twice. Uh, uh, oh no, no, no! Wait, wait, you did a show though. You did a show as a as a guest. You mean behind the scenes? You behind never the scenes? To him. No, I don't think oh. I ever talked to him. It was always just on air, which is I got why he wanted it to be like that. Ellen did that too. For a second, I thought yeah. you were saying you had never been on the show, and I'm like, wait. <laughs> I thought he said he show. went on the show and then didn't talk to Letterman. I'm like, on the show you didn't? No, that's weird. David, whether you have a few weeks old puppy or a senior who's seen multiple decades, any dog person like me knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet. Yep. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with your lovely dog. Yeah, well, I've heard farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. And, you know, that's what everyone's looking for. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced. Uh, it's made from human-grade ingredients. Safe, clean kitchens, all that stuff matters. Yeah. I mean, you love your dog. Why Why get the lousy food for your dog? Farmer's dog is the best. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed. Sometimes dogs- much lower quality. Yeah. <laughs> you, you put it in their bowl and they go, what is this kibble? And they knock it away. What is this canned goo? Oh, yeah. I've had our dog, yeah, look at the bowl yeah. and then kind of crank its neck up and look at me. And it was like, Really? They go, really? Why don't you go first? You want a bite of this? Slop. <laughs> and it makes that sound. Here you go, dog. 
So Farmer's Dog isn't just higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It makes it easy to help your dog reach and stay at their ideal weight, David. And which is one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits, David, from healthier coat Mm -hmm. and skin, better breath, you want to kiss your dog, and even easier digestion and smaller and better poops. Let's look at a clip. It doesn't matter if your dog's (laughs) young or old, it's always the right time to invest in their health for more happy years with your dog. Get 50% off your first box at farmersdog.com slash fly. Let the farmer's dog know we sent you. Use your code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. Looking to save on delivery? Dash Bash from DoorDash is your door to $0 delivery fees and savings you can't get anywhere else. Dash Pass is an exclusive membership with DoorDash that gets you unlimited $0 delivery fees on eligible orders and members-only deals and discounts. Whether it's food from your favorite restaurants, grocery from across town, or anything in between, Dash Pass is the most affordable way to get everything you need delivered right to your door. With $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on eligible orders, Dash Pass makes it easy to save at restaurants, grocery stores, and all your local favorites on DoorDash. DashPass pays for itself in two orders on average. Plus, DashPass gives you special access to exclusive promotions and menu items, all for $9.99 a month. Get more from delivery for less with DashPass. $0 delivery fees and reduced service fees on eligible DoorDash orders. Sign up for DashPass today and get your first 30 days free if you're a new member. Subject to change. Terms apply. So... Well, if I can call you that. Is this over? Are we starting? No, I want to. Can we? Let's see. The sex offender one. That's another one. (laughs) Oh, that one. So so the sex offender one, Colin Jost wrote that. I got the good fortune of being in in in, in that one because I, you know, uh, for some reason he thought of me when he thought sex offender. And you, uh, you can just play off kilter. I, I, it would seem like perfect casting if you didn't write it. It was John Hamm and you were a uh, a creepy but awkward, weird. Yeah. And it was that Collins thing, just a few like, but that's not me, that's you. What? That catchphrase was that. I, <laughs> I, I basically did exactly as he wrote it. Like he just. It Could was, you just do I that was, catchphrase for a second? <laughs> I've been, what? It's, it's just a high pitched. What? But yeah, there was something that happened, but I'm not you. You're not me. What? Not you, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So the wait, so it's yeah, so it's a guy going up to to trick or treat, and yeah. he's dressed as a sex offender, and he's <laughs> as part he's so somebody's like, Wait, are you a sex offender? And it's like, No, 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 I'm dressed as a sex offender. Right. And then and then it comes out that he does have a form for the people to sign acknowledging that he's moving into the neighborhood <laughs> and then it's like wait is this, this part of the costume or is this like that's like yeah, yeah part, part of the costume and Could who you was sign who form? who was who in the sketch I so, uh, john ham was the guy who i was trying to get to play to sign the form man yeah. oh, have you ever had so have you ever had the host go i like your part better let's switch <laughs> i uh, only glenn close i no, have Did that- <laughs> you have had a host yeah. take what? your what yeah. happened what happened what? Who- Tell the whole oh, story. I'm sorry. I'm subtly interesting. Um, I, uh, <laughs> Everyone does Hans and Franz. I did. Uh, sorry. 
actually, it's actually sort of an interesting story because it was a sketch where I played a receptionist and I would say, oh, and you are, and you are, and this is regarding. And it was one of the ones that was hard to get on. I had put it through read through and I couldn't get it on. But they thought it was kind of a funny idea. It wasn't just a straight set up punchline. It was more of an attitude. So Lauren liked that. And even Downey liked it, which helps. And um, I don't was, think Frank- It was the receptionist you have trouble getting past. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. He stops yeah. you because he thinks they're better than you. Something like that. And uh, so Bowie was the guest as music with Tin Machine. So I wrote it with Bowie coming in. And then uh, they sent it to his hotel. And Marcy Klein said, uh, hey, Bowie wants to call you. There's a message in my little- We had mailboxes back then. And you pull it out from NBC and it says- David Bowie, this hotel, this fake name, call him as soon as possible. I was like, oh my God, did they send it to him? I just put him in, I didn't even put him read through, I don't think, because he wasn't there. And so I called him and he answers and it's fucking Bowie. And I'm like, hey man. And he's like, this is so fucking funny. This is the, this is so, it's exactly my life and these people I see. And he goes, one tweak, can I play the receptionist? And he goes, that's the funnier part. And I go, oh, well, and he goes, I mean, I just come in as David Bowie. It's kind of boring. Everyone's seen that. It's fucking stupid. And I go, he goes, you could play me. And I go, I mean, I could. <laughs> and I said, I said, no. You said no? The fucking when balls Neil, of the little Neil Young pussy. asked to play the church lady, I just put my foot down. I said, Neil, I'm <laughs> sorry. This crazy? is my man. I love you like a brother. No, but literally you said no to him. I said what no. Was and I am the most colossal pussy. Ask anyone. And I was like, I just can't. I go, you know how it's like, fucking like a like a character like oh, wayne's wayne's world or something like you want to do it hard. again and he goes yeah yeah okay sure and he was not rude he was just like uh like disappointed okay well i playing myself is is isn't that fun you know whatever and i go i i get it and he goes okay all good and then the rest of the week i wasn't in the show and i was like fuck and then i'd see bowie and he's like Anyway, Gene Genie and control. <laughs> and, yeah. and so I got, and then at good nights, he said, Hey, sorry, man. I kind of, I, 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 I get what was going on and I shouldn't have been like a little chilly. Really? About it. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. A, now it's like a sweet full yeah. circle. I used to see him. I saw him. Um, He was at my young comedian special in the audience when Dennis hosted in the audience and watching. And then I saw him with Bobcat. Oh. I went to his house. So I'd seen him, I think before mm. that, just briefly. So it wasn't, too terrified it was still weird to call him but to shut him down and then and then after that oh, was wow. just weird and then to never go you might and he goes well what if the sketch never gets on i'm like god how do you know the show this well it's so true <laughs> what if it doesn't get on i'm fucking blowing and he's like it'll get on if i do it I'm like, i said it before but i ran into him and jagger with dennis and lovitz at the jesus cafe after the show and oh there's there's bowie and, and jagger bowie we say and hi? jagger smoking a joint the Two columbus stars cafe this planet he says <laughs> we're very we're very famous you know and then jagger kind of likes the girls with Dennis or whatever, but then we we went downtown with Bowie to a disco type place. And oh, we they wanted the dance to dance. Right? He showed us how to plant your left foot and do a spin. So he was another one-off uh, genius, like in his own lane, uh, miracle of talent. Oh, shit. Just wanted to throw that in there for the fans. Oh, like when Corey Feldman was at Cantor's, I walked right up to him. <laughs> <laughs> Those are that is basically my level of story. I told uh, Urkel, oh listen, God. buddy. All right. 
Sorry. <laughs> no, believe me. Those those things here, you know, you know, when you're in SNL, some people come to the show, you, you walk by and you go, like at the 40th, I was shocked. I was saying to Dana, like, for once, I almost felt comfortable talking to people that are out of my range because they were uh, they were on my turf for yeah. once. And it's, it was like, it hey. Is- I, I, that year was when the movie Nebraska came out and oh I, Oh my God, I forgot about that. Congratulations. Somehow, oh, thanks. I somehow yeah. got to, got to be a part of that movie. It's, I still have no idea how, and then got to go to the Oscars because it was nominated. And that was the same year of the 40th. 40th yeah. And the 40th was way cooler than the Oscars. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, was but it big. was, you know, like the Oscars, I feel like I have no business being there. And, and then, you know, and, and, and then I'm at the 40th and I did feel a little bit of ownership, like, Hey, I'm a part of this thing. And, mm-hmm. and even, you know, and I still, you know, bowed down to all you guys, you, I mean, just the, you guys were the ones who paved the way for all of us, you know, down the road. So I, so I was still so, so nervous around you guys and Dana I remember I'll always remember this moment we we got to meet at the after party for the first time mm-hmm. and then we're talking for a while and somebody's playing a Prince song in the background and and I'm not really paying attention because I'm just you know very excited to talk to you and then after a while there's like they're you know they're this person is playing a couple Prince songs and then after a while you realize that oh this isn't somebody playing a Prince song this is Prince playing yeah, a Prince song that was so and big. so we we both kind of realized oh maybe we should go into this room because we were I don't know twenty yards away from yeah. this yeah. ballroom where Prince had just been ripping it up for it was like wow. Fallon was up minutes. there and yeah. everybody got up and jammed with it was uh, everywhere you look someone was famous and yeah it was a throbbing let's gigantic, not do plus ones let's keep it famous i remember talking <laughs> with glenn close and sigourney weaver and they were just seemed like two nice women over they probably the feel out of place too you know because well everyone like everyone into- shrinks down a little bit except if you're paul mccartney or something you know, just you're, you know you're no matter where you thing. are you're like i'm the fucking king cuck. but i talked to billy crystal everyone seems smaller and but in the same time if you're a veteran of it and i i hate military analogies because it's not but in the pantheon of show business you know there's that little like oh you were there you know what it's like to you know, have cotton mouth and have to do a sketch or fall down or the cue cards are torn in half or someone throws up on you. So that is cool to be part right. of You the, could talk to the... anyone about SNL like we're doing. We call anybody and when they talk, you know immediately, even if you weren't there with them, you go, oh, is this kind of the same way when you go back by the page desk? They're like, yep, yeah, everything's the same. It's all the same. Oh, I like that. I love that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything's the same. I mean, it's, it's a shorthand. Did you have a celebrity person that you were most uh, excited to meet over over those seasons or kind of starstruck or just someone that was sort of a thrill to, because I got to sit with Willie Nelson once and sing with him and have him learn a song. You know, that was like, I remember thinking, this is a SNL type moment. This is weird. This is happening to me. I, I, I was, it took me several years to to relax. I mean, it was, it was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in with Fred Armisen because Fred was the exact opposite. He seemed just so immediately ready to perform huh, and really? so excited yeah. to get up on stage. And I, I was, I was just terrified from week to week and I would enjoy it as I look back great. on it, but I, Oh yeah, he's fantastic. And, but then the, you know, the summers would come, he couldn't wait for the, 
summer to end and get back to the next season. <laughs> and I was the like, grind. I oh, this thing. I get so yeah, stressed I, and like July, uh, I'm oh. like, ah, ah, it's yeah. coming. And I load up, I, I have one sketch ready. And then I go, I'm ready this year. <laughs> and I got one the week two. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm nothing. I'm sober. Oh yeah. And you go in, you, you go to the final show in May and you're like, I'm going to spend every day just, <laughs> just like a half hour thinking up ideas. I might not even turn them into full sketches, but I'm going to come in with so many ideas. And, and, you know, you of course don't do any of that. I would call Marcy and go, who's the host? Who's the host? Who have you booked yet? You know, just to get a head start. Yeah. I think it was my second season that cast was in 8H and we had these reporters there, like a little press conference. Uh, do you have any new characters? And oh, on the right. spot, I said, I don't, but I have a new catchphrase, which was, uh, I got to, got to, got to, got to go. <laughs> and they took it serious. It was in the New York Post and stuff. Like, it was a thing. They didn't realize. And then Jan was my sidekick. Funny Little Poopy Head was my name, and her name was Mrs. Funny Little Poopy Head. And she, I'd go, I got to, got to, got to go. And she would say, and I'm going to go on with them. And they they took it. They thought it was. They, <laughs> they thought it was great. Catchphrases are decided by the audience. Basically, they. If but they I, I, I'm like with you guys. Don't. I feel like it's a gathering storm in a sense, a, a, a sense of anxiety when the season's starting and how will you do it? Never left me. I think I kind. I think I was pretty good the last thirty shows. I think the first hundred was still trying to get really relaxed. But I think what happens is the audience discovers you. And you get more relaxed and it kind of builds on itself. You see it with a new cast member. Because I probably, at some point, Will, when the audience saw you come in and knew your sensibility, like by the time the Halloween thing came in, it seemed like the audience saw you and just went, oh, it's, it's Will. We love him. I mean, it, it gets relaxing at that point, right? Certainly, I think there's a point when that happens. But but my point happened a little bit later because my the stuff I would write would be so weird. It would always be the stuff <laughs> toward the end of the show. So so it just took longer. I mean, I think there are some people after I left the show that just didn't know that I had left the show because they had never really <laughs> seen me that much in the show anyway. So, well, Dana so. was saying a nice compliment to you that... Uh, <laughs> Oh, no, I'm thinking of someone else. No, he was saying a nice compliment <laughs> about you where he said, um, you, you know, because you have sort of a different vibe. So when you go out there, first of all, what I would say is people know it's coming. So when you're doing a bit, they're like, this bit is going to go sideways in a weird way where it's not the predictable structure, which is good. You know, it might go zigzag where you don't see it coming. And then also he said, you remind him of a little bit of Jack Handy which I think is a genius. I think we both do, me and Dana. Oh my God, that's a huge compliment. And being like, we'd see him in read-through and he's so quiet sitting in the corner and he's kind of giggling. He's got little glasses and then they go, uh, impending doom or whatever. And it was some sketch and it was so fucking bananas and we're all like, God damn, I'm going to quit writing because I, I, I don't even know what he's doing. Everything is funny and it's so weird. My first one was me and Kevin were like, there was a launch pad with a rocket and we were the guys <laughs> with the binoculars. And I'm like, okay, uh, 10, 9, 8. And then Lassie would wander underneath the rocket. Oh, wait, hold on, you know. And then it was <laughs> then it was Hitler. Okay, we're going. And then it was uh, Hitler holding the Mona Lisa and Lassie. It was just, you know, just <laughs> so brilliant. So oh, my God, yeah. that's so awesome. So you have a thing where you got a little, you have a different vibe, which is good to have. Oh man! Well, I well, mean, talk about that yeah. dance you did when you were. He the says coach. you're like Hitler, oh, the basically. Dance. So the dance, like, how did you come up with how funny that dance was? Well, <laughs> I here's can't the, even describe it. So, so the dance. Uh, do you guys know John Lutz? Lutz was in the show Thirty Rock. He played mm -hmm. one of the writers, John Lutz. So he was a writer on the on the show SNL, okay. and and then uh, and now he writes for Seth Meyers. But he was 
he came to me and he had that uh, song, Casino Royale, mm-hmm. and said, we got to do something with this song. And I had had this idea. This was also back from the groundlings of just a, a coach who wanted to give <laughs> a motivational speech <laughs> and use something really stupid as the motivation. So we married those two together. We mm-hmm. wrote the whole sketch. The dance was not even part of it. The dance, it was just like I was going to listen to the song yeah. for a long time. And right right as we were about to do the sketch, I think it was right before the table read, he said, hey, why don't you dance during the song? Just start dancing just so <laughs> people don't get bored during the song. And I said, yeah, you're probably right. That's probably a good idea. So that was a total afterthought. Um, and, then, and then when we did it throughout the week, I, I'm sure you guys are, are it, it was never quite, I mean, it was, it was the idea of it we loved, but it just wasn't hitting for some reason. And, and uh, Lauren even said it was, it went well enough in dress rehearsal that he said, you know, he put it in the show, but he did say you should cut down on the, uh, the dance a little bit. And then for some reason, this was, you know, most of the time, so many times you'll do the best version of the sketch at dress rehearsal and then yeah, the yeah. live show will be a horrible letdown. feeling. Yeah. Sadly. This was like one of the only times that I that that the sketch actually was the best version and it was just like a straight up arc and and somehow the the dance just uh, the dance moves were flowing like wine and and uh, nice and crisp and and I I was so excited <laughs> by how it went I I went longer than I was supposed to but I think he was fine because I you know I was working, just kind of yeah. felt it te- out. the team was not into it they were playing it very real and disappointed and then your exuberance and what I would I refer to that as funny with the sound off you know I I'm sure there's other ways to put it physical comedy oh, but that's cool Funny with the sound off means the audience is not listening for a punchline or anything. They have permission to just really laugh hard. It's the I Love Lucy and the grapes and, or the chocolates. And when I did Massive Head Moon Harry, I, uh, the air show was the same thing <laughs> with the dog. And, you know, I'm working with an animal going crazy. And that was just the longest laugh I'd ever got because they knew what I was in. And I did not want the prosthetic to fly off because then that would be that secondary joke. And the sketch had worked so well. So I was just decided to hold it and then the dog went to town so it was funny the sound it was, that's that's sketch two what you were doing dancing like that it was that kind of thing like i just get to really laugh you know hang on by the way that doll after that sketch bill i, I was i was right next to uh, i mean uh what i say bill well i was right next to the stage and the dog walked by and he goes follow that motherfucker i go jesus <laughs> christ this dog's gonna be a cast member <laughs> um, well, they put more goo on the mat on the yeah, thing. They put, they more, put dog more dog food goo in his yeah, head. Yeah, very smuggly trick or something to put all this extra stuff. You know, you'll have fun out there. That was the oh, one of the hardest Smigel? kills. Michael wrote that. I'm not sure if it was a was maybe Schneider or Smig. I'm not sure. Steve hey. Porn, I don't want to say because I'm not sure if it was a group effort. But I was a uh, a oh. participant in that as the through line and just lucky to be in the sketch. Oh, you, you know, were in just, the right fucking place. Oh, I was, that, yeah. Sometimes they just are get pennies from heaven. That was it. Yeah, it was great. That was one of the all-time great. We I were mean, talking about I mean, Will and then we went tough. into that. <laughs> no, I love uh, it. I what? love it. All-time Any great. SNL I talk is funny. I like it all. My, Anything. my oh, yeah. sound went out for a second. All-time what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had a glitch. Shit, it's a Wi-Fi shit. issue. Uh, no, it's a, it's a, it's a, such a mutual, a mutual thing. Um, have you ever heard people think you're weird or stuff? Cause I had it once at <laughs> SNL. 
<laughs> like literally maybe slightly off or perverted or something's wrong with you. <laughs> oh, sure. All the time. All the time. <laughs> family yeah, tell me your experience. Family I'll tell you members. my experience. Oh, just uh, no. I, I Well, especially uh, during during you already brought up that hairdo I had to have for Last Man on Earth, which I kind of yeah. did to myself. Like I, th I thought it'd be a fun idea. So and then I had to have it for a month. The whole, so oh, you'd yeah. be walking along, you know. Most of the time, we it was such a crazy work schedule that I would just be kind of going back and forth to work. But every once in a while, you got to go to the store. You got to go do, to fucking Ralph's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. so it's uh, people, people, people already kind of thought were were nervous by the length of the beard before I had to shave off half of it. Yeah. And, so and people then at home it, listening, it, it yeah. was half. It was directly down the middle of your face. One side was like long hair and a long beard, right? Yeah, one, it, one total hairiness, uh, like the brawny, brawny guy. Yeah. Well, brawny guy plus a year of hair growth. And then the other side's completely uh, right down the middle, completely shaved, uh, eyebrow, eyebrow gone. Oh, eyebrow gone. too? Sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> My dad, I had sent a okay, picture. Okay, that we, seals the deal. We, yeah, we committing. shaved it on a Sunday afternoon, and and I was everyone was warning me about the eyebrow. But then I sent a picture to my dad just to say, hey, look at that. Look what your son is uh, looking like right now. And he said, oh, you're keeping the eyebrow, huh? And so, <laughs> That's and a great so dad voice. <laughs> I, yeah. No. So I had to. Oh, because you had to dad. commit all the way. Oh, my daddy. God. Daddy said to shave the eyebrow. Ah, so. I love it. I, lo oh I love God. that. Mine's not quite like that. It was just it was uh, involved Steve Martin. And it, very oh. quickly, I. I church lady would say penis a lot when I was doing it in the clubs. And then the censorship guy, Mr. Clockworthy said, she can't, can't say penis so much. So then I started to write your naughty bulbous area and your willing and throbbing buttocks. And so I was in read through <laughs> and Steve better. Martin was three feet away and I'm just digging into, and he's next to Lauren. I'm digging into the, the church lady because it was early days with the character and you're naughty bulbous and you're, you're wicked throbbing <laughs> member is going, you know, and I was getting into it and I heard Steve say to Lauren under his breath, what kind of mind thinks of this? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, one of our favorites. Naughty and bulbous and throbbing <laughs> and pulsating. It became really pornographic compared to just saying penis. And Gorge, your engorged loaf is throbbing and willing. <laughs> loaf. And the censorship guy fervor. was, a boy, a boy. That is so funny that the guy who you know, was in the friggin' jerk and wrote the, I mean, I love it. how would he say that? You would think, oh, that's right up his alley. Steve Martin, I, oh, I took it Steve as an Martin. incredible God compliment. Damn. You know, oh, of course. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, I mean, that, the jerk. For a year, that's one of my favorite all-time movies. God, he oh. did. A, he had a kindred spirit with you, with the, the absurdity of the weird, crazy, a man oh, with God. two brains, and yeah, he, he was an abstractionist. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone? You have questions about your credit card. With twenty-four-seven U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Oh yes, you heard me right. You can talk to an actual human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. 
Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash wall to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash wall. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Well, so do you know what, the, what you brought up that I want to talk about is that does it fucking drive you crazy? Excuse my swearing. I'm sorry, but it really <laughs> chaps my high. <laughs> that that when the 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 uh, when when uh, the standards and practices would say, oh, you can't you can't say uh, penis uh, that many times. But you, right. if, if, to me, it's like, oh, if you can say penis once on TV, you yeah. could say penis for the entire thirty minutes. Why? Why? What's re- like? If you can say a word, say it. Yeah. it like we for Last Man on Earth, there was a a goat piss joke that Sudeikis <laughs> had told. And then, and then he improvised uh, off the script and said goat piss again. And it like made sense for the story, but they wouldn't mm-hmm. let us say goat piss That's a, fuck. a second time, just two word, uh, two of the word pisses. And it was fine to say piss. You just couldn't say it twice for, yeah, it just funny. drove me crazy. Yeah. That was, Ours uh, evolved that eventually, which it did, it took a while to get on. I think Tom Hanks was the host, but it was a nudist colony. So we all were shirts off and we were all just commenting on each other. Nice penis. Hey, looking oh, good nice. today. Oh, yeah. I hey, remember thanks a lot. That. Nice penis. And so we said it 300 times. So eventually, uh, Mr. Clockworthy yeah. gave up at some point. That's your Clockworthy. I had Andrew Brewer. <laughs> Oh, Brewer was a ball buster, man. Brewer was, he's always like, guys, I'm trying to be your friend here. No, we, Mr. I didn't Mr. Clockworthy have. had Buster Brown shoes and little glasses and a bow, a bow tie. Who was he yours, was right Will, out of central SNL. casting. You, you know remember? what? I can't remember who would, uh, God, who was the, Because they would remember. come right up to us and say, hey, Spade, I just read your weekend update. You cannot do that. I'm like, whoa, whoa. Start always shocked. What? No. <laughs> yeah. I said pussy, and then he, oh, whatever. But I, well, I, you, you, I got you put it. in pussy five or ten times and go, okay, I'll just do three. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's a classic, that's a trick. Yeah, it's like oh, what yeah, the, yeah. the the politicians do. This package is going to cost ten trillion. That's insane. All right, <laughs> five trillion. Oh, it's not so much. Oh, what a bargain. That's a that's that's pocket change. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that, and and I remember during uh, God, my standards and practice. Uh, things that I remember much more clearly from the last man on earth stuff. There was, we had, there was, uh, a, a, when I was there, you couldn't have people having sex, but you could like, you could, excuse me, you could have people having sex, but they couldn't be moving at all. So you like, <laughs> That's how I do you it. couldn't even tell. So if Kristen Shaw and I had sex, we'd have to basically say, Oh, I'm having such great sex with you currently, right now, uh, you <laughs> without <know>. moving much. <laughs> but then, what you could do is you could do the exact same thing. But if you put it in the script, uh, if you put it in the script that you're having sex, 
then you can't really move around at all. But if you just say are engaged in foreplay, you can be doing the exact same thing, oh. but then be moving around a little bit. It was just, oh, so maddening all you the can, time. What, what the little finger. rules are. Yeah. Prime Fingering time. Now you got to like go to fun. live streaming and there's other rules now though. Cause you know, there's just a lot of sensitivity, put it that way. Oh man. With, with uh peacock with peacock, uh, we're, they, where they're MacGruber letting us be quite, TV show. quite risque. Quite risque. I was about to say, Basically. I saw your trailer and I'm like, this looks like it's going to be pretty rough on the edges. Oh yeah, no, there's it's it is essentially they let us do whatever we wanted to do. Yeah, it's very hard. Are um, I love it? And they hard been, is it because yeah, you pay for Peacock and they and so they there's like a barrier there gone. Yeah, I guess so. Like we, we could never do it for NBC, right? Um, but because it's their streaming service, I guess there's. Uh, you know, you can. The fans of the movie are going to come over, and the movie was R, right? Must have been. yeah, the movie's super yeah. R, and so it's super it's basically awesome. the same tone as the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, Peacock's been awesome and and uh, really fun to work with, and and you know, n- none of that stuff. You know, we're just very excited because it's it's kind of impossible to to do this character after the movie without without quite a bit of swearing and and uh, oh, yeah. dirty dirty scenarios i like super r that should be a new <laughs> rating yeah super, super r. r yeah i'm gonna get super <laughs> r yeah all right mm-hmm. well good luck with that one that's gonna be fucking cool and Thank any you. other questions or dana what do you got anything you Poor got guy. any questions for us or anything you want to <laughs> add we never know how to wrap up yeah we're just saying we did your we did you did a good hour you're fucking entertaining and it's good to dig deep and know more shit what's that oh man i i guess my question is so Danny, you're you are you come down here from time to time because I did I did text with Kevin Nealon uh, mm-hmm. last week and said, hey, we should go, we should we haven't hiked in a long time. We should we should do a hike. So mm-hmm. if you guys would, uh, I, I guess what I'm I'll asking do it, is, I'll would do you guys it with you. Hang out. Would like to get a hike on the books? Yeah, I just want to let you know my resting pulse is 39. Not a joke. I I hike really hard because I was in track. Now, did you run in high school? Or you were a swimmer? I didn't. Okay. I was a I was a swimmer and I played football, but okay. but uh, they we didn't have a hike club, or else I probably would have joined it. But, I uh, I just I was a distance runner, so I take that. But if I was doing it with you and Kevin, we would just stroll and talk. Kevin fun. has to hold like waters, and he holds like a, a camera in front of him, the like drone a selfie stick, with one hand drone. Oh, yeah. He's barking out orders and he's like, so tell me. And I'm like, Kevin, I can't even walk this fast. I, I asked him, I swear to God, can we do it in a parking lot? I go, it's just about the interview because my neck is all fucked up. I go, I don't want to go fucking Mount Everest and the Iger sanction. Let's just walk around Kmart. And he's like, no. <laughs> the and I go, what's the difference? <laughs> Maybe tilt the camera. We think we're walking up. The last time he lured me up to this real poison oaky place. Like you're like, he said, there's poison a ton oaky. of poison oak. And that's the one thing that I, I'm very allergic to poison oak. So I, I had to basically wear a, a full full body. You don't uh, have to make excuses. He's like, you want to go to Scorpion Junction? No, I go where Neilan tells me to go. Yeah, I am. Rattlesnake tell- Hills? By the same, way, that was park. also where I go. Uh, now, Dana, David and I got to go. I had run into Tim Meadows at uh, we we go to the same gym and I saw him <laughs> and we got a little dinner together. And so David came. It was oh, yeah. me and Hater 
and Tim Meadows mm-hmm. and David and Molly Shannon came and wait, Jeez, is there, what a game. That was a, that was a was good little so mix. Fun. Yeah. It was kind of like this getting to talk about different yep eras of the show and just it was so much fun we should do another one of those that's too that's kind of why we're doing this podcast because you just it gets ridiculous when you are fans of people and people from snl and friends that you don't see and you wait until yeah. maybe you're at some award show or the 50th this will even if i don't see you between now and the 50th i guess we're all going there then i'll go well you know just because it's this, coming up which is i mean it's 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 what it's got to be it's three, three years or, or years something. Away, right? What are you going to wear? I mean, oh, yeah. a full tuxedo or what are Should you guys thinking? Am I going to do Garth? At, Let's at, do it. <laughs> they better bring Vaseline and cotton swabs on that. Wait, so did you say that? Did you say that Garth is uh, is uh, my brother? Brad. Your brother? Yeah. Oh, if we wow. put him on the phone, he would talk like this. I used to do him in my stand up act. Yeah, I could make a nuclear weapon with a paperclip. That's why Garth had a stun gun and all that in Wayne's World 1. That was all from Brad advising me how would Garth make a homemade stun gun because he was kind of a a MacGyver kid, Brad was. Oh, wow. That Mm -hmm. is awesome. And he he must be flattered by it? Oh, yeah. Does he he like it? Okay. He invented the first prototype of an at-home video editing system called the Video Toaster with a man named Tim Jennison. So we were on magazine covers together when I was doing Garth and... Yeah, it's very flattering because Garth, who wouldn't want to be Garth? That's a character that oh, yeah. I would like to just be him or hang out with him. He's so loyal and fun. and He got some and blood. Yeah. yeah, he's just so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he's he? Real he always has some pretty girl in the movie. You're like, really, Garth? And he's like, yeah. I remember Kristen Wiig at the 40th. That, she goes, why does he hold his jaw like that? <laughs> and I go, because cause Brad, all his, all his, uh, his, you know, his anxiety. Is his stress here. or something. That's, I guess, but it is Because it painful. makes it funnier? She should know. She's fucking hilarious. She's great. Well, she's great. Um, the best of the best. She is. She's uh, certainly in the conversation. <laughs> there are certain people that are so good at Saturday Night Live. There's no, there shouldn't be ratings, but it's fun to go, oh, there's you're no number three. I'm here. number 10, no. you know. That are just as good as anyone's ever done it. And I would put Mr. Will Forte in that category. Unless Get someone else comes now. along and does does this, what I'm looking at. with my Look at that shit. Look at that. <laughs> did you see the word old? I'm going, one guy I did all that. Yeah. Uh, all right. I can't see it anymore. Nice to oh, meet you, Dana. Uh, and if you ever want to do a dinner with or without Dana, let me know. I would love that. I would love that. And I'll yeah. tell Kevin, I would like to go for a hike with you guys. Or a dinner. Yeah. I okay, that's fantastic. I'm gonna I'll talk with him and we'll we will get in touch with you and, and figure I, it out. I'm here almost all the time in LA You hike and then we'll I'll meet you guys for dinner. You guys, it is such an honor to do this with you. Thank thank you for thank you, wanting man. me thank to you. come on. You guys are it was really are fun. Freaking the best. And I could ask I could ask you so many more <laughs> questions and will um, at dinner. So I, so I, I, it, this might lead you to say no to this hike and dinner, but, but uh, uh, no, uh, it's, it's just a thrill. I find everything to do with Saturday Night Live interesting, really weirdly yeah. enough, yeah. only because which I say many times, it's like experientially the height of what you could do on planet earth, unless you're a Navy SEAL or something. It's just this adrenal, bizarre, live, weird show. So, Nothing yeah. like it. That's why. Yeah, yeah. Tra- Tracy Morgan, why run into him? He goes, hey, alum. How you doing, alum? That's the way he looks That's at it. it. <laughs> Part of the team. 
All right. Well, go about your day. Kiss your baby and your wife in what particular order. It doesn't matter. Uh, Fire lumps. Have fun. (laughs) Oh, he just left. Okay. All right. We did it. This has been a podcast presentation of Cadence 13. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Available now for free wherever you get your podcast. No joke, folks. Fly on the Wall has been a presentation of Cadence 13, executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Chris Corcoran of Cadence 13, and Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment. The show's lead producer is Greg Holtzman with production and engineering support from Serena Regan and Chris Basil of Cadence 13. 